that the only thing they could rely on with Mr. Poe was that he always had a cough. Sure enough, as soon as he finished his sentence, he took out his white handkerchief and coughed into it. The flash of white cotton was practically the only thing the Baudelaire orphans could see. Violet, Klaus, and Sonny were standing with Mr. Poe in front of an enormous apartment building on Dark Avenue a street in one of the fanciest districts in the city. Although Dark Avenue was just a few blocks away from where the Baudelaire mansion had been, the three children had never been in this neighborhood before, and they had assumed that the Dark in Dark Avenue was simply a name and nothing more, the way a street named George Washington Boulevard does not necessarily indicate that George Washington lives there, or the way Sixth Street has not been divided into six equal parts. But this afternoon the Baudelaire's realized that Dark Avenue was more than a name. It was an appropriate description. Rather than street lamps placed at regular intervals along the sidewalk were enormous trees, the likes of which the children had never seen before, and which they could scarcely see now. High above a thick and prickly trunk, the branches of the trees drooped down like laundry hung out to dry, spreading their wide, flat leaves out in every direction like a low, leafy ceiling over the Baudelaire's heads. This ceiling blocked out all the light from above, so even though it was the middle of the afternoon, the street looked as dark as evening, if a bit greener. It was hardly a good way to make three orphans feel welcome as they approached their new home. <laughs> "'You have nothing to be nervous about,' Mr. Poe said, putting his handkerchief back in his pocket. "'I realize some of your previous guardians have caused a little trouble, "'but I think Mr. and Mrs. Squalor will provide you with a proper home.' "'We're not nervous,' Violet said. "'We're too anxious to be nervous.' "'Anxious and nervous mean the same thing,' Mr. Poe said. "'And what do you have to be anxious about, anyway?' "'Count Olaf, of course,' Violet replied. Violet was fourteen, which made her the eldest Baudelaire child and the one who was most likely to speak up to adults. She was a superb inventor, and I am certain that if she had not been so anxious, she would have tied her hair up in a ribbon to keep it out of her eyes while she thought of an invention that could brighten up her surroundings. "'Count Olaf,' Mr. Poe said dismissively, "'don't worry about him.' He'll never find you here. <laughs> the three children looked at one another and sighed. Count Olaf had been the first guardian Mr. Poe had found for the orphans, and he was a person as shady as Dark Avenue. He had one long eyebrow, a tattoo of an eye on his ankle, and two filthy hands that he hoped to use to snatch away the Baudelaire fortune that the orphans would inherit as soon as Violet came of age. The children had convinced Mr. Poe to remove them from Olaf's care, but since then the Count had pursued them with a dogged determination, a phrase which here means everywhere they went, thinking up treacherous schemes and wearing disguises to try to fool the three children. "'It's hard not to worry about Olaf,' Klaus said, taking off his glasses to see if it was easier to look around the gloom without them. "'Because he has our compatriots in his clutches.' Although Klaus, the middle Baudelaire, was only twelve, he had read so many books that he frequently used words like compatriots 
which is a fancy word for friends. Klaus was referring to the quagmire triplets, whom the Baudelaires had met while they were attending boarding school. Duncan Quagmire was a reporter, and was always writing down useful information in his notebook. Isadora Quagmire was a poet, and used her notebook to write poetry. The third triplet, Quigley, had died in a fire before the Baudelaire orphans had the opportunity to meet him. But the Baudelaires were certain that he would have been as good a friend as his siblings. Like the Baudelaires, the Quagmires were orphans, having lost their parents in the same fire that claimed their brother's life, and also, like the Baudelaires, the Quagmires had been left an enormous fortune, in the form of the famous Quagmire sapphires, which were very rare and valuable jewels. But unlike the Baudelaires, they had not been able to escape Count Olaf's clutches. Just when the Quagmires had learned some terrible secret about Olaf, he had snatched them away, and since then the Baudelaires had been so worried that they had scarcely slept a wink. Whenever they closed their eyes, they saw only the long black car that had whisked the Quagmires away, and they heard only the sound of their friends shrieking one fragment of the dreadful secret they had learnt. V.F.D. Duncan had screamed just before the car raced away, and the Baudelaires tossed and turned and worried for their friends, and wondered what in the world V.F.D. could stand for. You don't have to worry about the quagmires either, Mr. Poe said confidently. At least not for much longer. I don't know if you happen to read the Mulctuary Money Management Newsletter, but I have some very good news about your friends. Careful, Sonny asked. Sonny was the youngest Baudelaire orphan, and the smallest, too. She was scarcely larger than a salami. This size was usual for her age, but she had four teeth that were larger and sharper than those of any other baby I have ever seen. Despite the maturity of her mouth, however, Sunny usually talked in a way most people found difficult to understand. By Gavu, for instance, she meant something along the lines of, The quagmires have been found and rescued? And Violet was quick to translate, so that Mr. Poe would understand. Better than that, Mr. Poe said. I have been promoted. <laughs> I am now the bank's vice president in charge of orphan affairs. That means that I am in charge not only of your situation, but the quagmire situation as well. I promise you that I will concentrate a great deal of my energy on finding the quagmires and returning them to safety, or my name isn't... <laughs> Here Mr. Poe interrupted himself to cough once more into his handkerchief, and the Baudelaires waited patiently until he finished. <coughs> Poe! Now, as soon as I drop you off here, I'm taking a three-week helicopter ride to a mountain peak where the quagmires may have been spotted. It will be very difficult to reach me during that time, as the helicopter has no phone, but I will call you as soon as I get back with your young pals. Now, can you see the number on this building? It's hard for me to tell if we're at the right place. I think it says 667, Klaus said, squinting in the dim green light. Then we're here, Mr. Poe said.
Mr. and Mrs. Squalor live in the penthouse apartment of 667 Dark Avenue. I think the door is here. Now it's over here, said a high, scratchy voice out of the darkness. The Baudelaire's jumped a little in surprise and turned to see a man wearing a hat with a wide brim and a coat that was much too big for him. The coat sleeves hung over his hands, covering them completely, and the brim of his hat covered most of his face. He was so difficult to see that it was no wonder that the children hadn't spotted him earlier. Most of our visitors find it hard to spot the door, the man said. That's why they hired a doorman. Well, I'm glad they did, Mr. Poe said. My name is Poe, and I have an appointment with Mr. and Mrs. Squalor to drop off their new children. Oh, yes, the doorman said. They told me you were coming. Come on in. The doorman opened the door of the building and showed them inside to a room that was as dark as the street. Instead of lights, there were only a few candles placed on the floor, and the children could scarcely tell whether it was a large room or a small room they were standing in. My, it's dark in here, Mr. Poe said. Why don't you ask your employers to bring in a good strong halogen lamp? We can't, the doorman replied. Right now, dark is in. In what? Violet asked. Just in, the doorman explained. Around here, people decide whether something is in, which means it's stylish and appealing, or out, which means it's not. And it changes all the time. Why, just a couple of weeks ago, dark was out and light 